And I'm like, that's how it's pronounced! <laughs> two, two guns. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you've had a good week. Uh, Brie, how was your week? It's okay. Uh, we're dealing with litter training the kittens, and that's just going fabulous. Uh, we're pooping in blankets and burying them in the blanket, rather than the litter box that mom refuses to train them on. So that's fun. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I imagine you're going through quite a few, like... Clorox wipes, quite a few paper towels. Paper towels, yeah. I I use like plant-based cleaners at the house, so no Clorox because I, I I like my lungs where they are. I want them out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots of lots of cleaning, lots of baby pee. It's like I'm potty training my kids all over again. Only there's four of them and they're very tiny. Yes. I did see a video that you posted, which was adorable, which I commented on. I haven't checked to see if you commented back, but... I think so. Okay. Yeah, yes, mine. the instigator. Yes. He will attack <laughs> anybody and anything that moves past him, it mm-hmm. seems. Um, and if you are out of his reach, he will move on to the next victim, it seems like. So, did you see his sideways shuffle? Yes. Just, like, for a split second. And it, I think it's, like, one of the funniest and the cutest things that cats do. Yeah. Is when they get all puffed up and their tails stick up and then they do, like, the sideways. The yeah. sideways sus slide. Yeah. Yeah. So. He that does that to fun. Sam. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Funny. Sam tries to play with the babies and he's not sure how to play with them because he's, like, really want to play. And then tries to, like, smack them on the head. Like, they're there. <sighs> yeah. But, like, you know, he... He plays rough with the girls, and he wants to play with the babies, but he's like, I, I don't want to hurt, but I want to I want to slap around a little bit. <laughs> so he ends up doing a lot of, like, contactless, like, jujitsu around, like, their outline. Yeah, he's essentially, like, booping their aura. Kind of. <laughs> booping their aura. Yeah, I'm just like, slap, slap. It's adorable. Yeah. Actually, it's probably quite annoying for the kittens. They don't seem to mind too much. They, It's funny because some of them, especially the little girl, she'll, like, get up in his face. <laughs> like, I know you're not going to hurt me. So she'll get right up in his face as close as she possibly can. He's like, what do I do with this? What do I do? How do I react? Because he, he's been around babies before. Mm-hmm. So he knows, like, I can't be rough. Yeah. Or the mom cat will beat the ever-loving shit out of me. Yeah. But I really want to play. Yeah. Uh, but they're not big enough. The little girl is just like, fight me, punk. I guess she is. She has the most bold personality, and she's so smart. <laughs> we have come up with a name for my boy. Officially. Mm. I really don't even care if I change my mind at this point. I'm just gonna... I'm tired of trying to think of names. And his name is gonna be Caspian. You better state me, princely boy. Yes. Um, I'm probably going to call him Cass a lot. Yeah. Because it's also an homage to my Supernatural fans out there. Yes. Castiel, the kind of dopey, gorgeous <laughs> angel that he is. Yeah. 
So, unless this cat just behaves like an absolute demon, and then I might have to change his name to, like, Alistair Crowley, or <laughs> Lucifer, yeah, or, you know, just something like that. Yeah. We shall see. But for now, his name is Caspian, shortened to Cass, so. He's a very good boy, just likes to play. Yeah. And be the instigator. Mm-hmm. I'm am d- just waiting to see how like as he gets older what he does with Lola, since he wants to be the instigator. It'll be interesting. Will it be many much nose boops and sideways sus slide? Many a nose smackins, yeah. I imagine. <laughs> I don't know. Jack will probably be the more nosy one. Mm-hmm. Lola like. Lola will just come up and sniff him, and if he does not seem enthused, then she'll just like ears down walk away you know like how bigger dogs are yeah yeah they're just kind of like i am threatened by the smallest thing in this house Uh so i mean yeah she'll probably just kind of like stand like five feet away from it and just watch him until she figures out what's going on like are we keeping this okay we're keeping this (laughs) i need to figure out how to interact with it do i walk up to it no do i okay do i let it walk up to me (laughs) yeah type of deal so the way that his personality is i think they'll be best buddies well hopefully because jack has had enough of her shit um he's 11 now yeah he can't be bothered he he's not like you know mean to her or anything but yeah he i've noticed as time goes on he tolerates a little less and a little (laughs) less of her shit so yeah we need another playmate for lola Caspian has the most zoomies out of everybody, so I'm sure she'll get a kick out of that. Oh, good. So I'll have things to scare me in the middle of the night. <laughs> like your cats did? Yeah. Uh, when I was listening to, uh, which is, what's the one that just came out? 15? Boozy Bosom Buddies? Yes. When I was listening to that, I, it was hard for me to tell what was going on at the very beginning that you left in, and then I heard these demons flying around. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's when I was upstairs getting my drunk pasta. And your cats scared the ever-loving shit out of me by flying around the house. Yeah. Because my, of course, you know, being a little tipsy, my reaction was slowed. So mm. they come flying through, and I'm, I turn around too slow, and I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> Just scrabbling around. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> so anything else other than um, litter training baby kittens? No, that's like the highlight of my week right now. The highlight. Yeah. What about your week? Um, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I... No I two know. ways about it. Yeah, I didn't, um... Oh, uh, well, I mean, I guess... When I think about my week, I only ever think about, like, Monday through tonight. Yeah. But, so, I mean, technically, we have basically a whole weekend, even when we're done recording. So, what was it? Saturday, last Saturday, we went fishing, which is a thing that we do all the time. <laughs> Every free second now. We never catch anything. Um, but anyway, we went, we drove like an hour and a half away. Yeah. To go to this one spot that neither one of us has ever been to before. It was late in the day. We shouldn't even have gone. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going. Yeah. Otherwise you would have said something. Yes. Yeah. So like we, cause we dropped Jack and Lola off at mom's house and was like, Hey, do you want to babysit for a little bit? You know, whatever. She's like, yeah, sure. And at this point, it's like 3.30, 4 o'clock. Yeah. So we don't even get on the road until after 4. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, like, we're on the way there, and I'm like, so where are we going? And he's yeah. like, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, what? Well, first I was like, well, where's that? Yeah. And he's like, it's down by this place. And I'm like... That literally takes so long to get there. Why? Uh... Why didn't you leave at, like, 11? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I tried to tell him to wake me up earlier. He's like, no, just let, you know, I'll let you sleep. So I'm like, I take this as like, okay, we're not going super far away. Yeah. You know, what have you. No, we literally drove the furthest that we've driven so far. So we get down there and we only have time to go to one spot. And then we have to run to Walmart real quick to get more sinkers because the river is taking our freaking shit away. Oh. And then we just end up having to come home and we order pizza and I fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Because I am no less than 57 years old (laughs) (laughs) as a 30-year-old. Yeah. And I don't know. Then I woke up and I stayed up super late, like 7 o'clock in the morning late. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't remember what else I did. Oh, we had dinner at my parents' house on Sunday. Oh, good. That was nice. Like, just burgers and dogs and some deviled eggs and simple stuff. And then through the week at work was boring work not much to do we're doing kind of like extra little stuff right now yeah because we don't have anything was like super important that we normally work on coming through yeah which i found out the reason for that like why it slowed down so much um it's because all of our parts go to china uh-huh. and they ordered which i think i told you oh yeah yeah, yeah. how like yeah supposed to be getting in yeah like well with covid you know they weren't doing elective dental procedures so Mm -hmm. basically for the whole year so they have a ton of overstock over there and they haven't caught up on like their inventory as much so right things are slow where i work right now but i mean other than that i'm thankful to still have a job and still be on the shift that i'm on and working with the people i work with so all is good just fighting some uh, depression gloomies. Yeah. But it'll get better now that it's starting to get nice out and we're almost to summer. Yeah, provided the rain fucking quits. Do you know it's been raining for seven days straight? Welcome to Ohio. Every day in the month of May, it has rained in our mm. little neck of the woods. And I am over it. Over it. I call it Little England for a reason. Yeah. Over it. If you want to move to England, but you don't want to deal with um, not knowing, you don't want to deal with the accents, you don't want to deal (coughs) with driving on the other side of the road, you don't want to deal with, like, moving across country, or not across country, uh, into a different country, just move to Ohio. Because it rains nonstop. Like, it even rains in the winter. The trade-off is you got to deal with the Amish and opioids, though. Amish and opioids? There you go. Um, I mean, you don't have to deal with the Amish everywhere in Ohio. Fair. But just kind of where we live. Yes. In, like, a couple counties around where we live. Most of the counties. Yeah. Nine out of ten. (laughs) I think there's only, like, one that I can think of that I've never ever once seen an Amish when we were on our way there or well once we got into that county yeah you know and they're all close to the lake yes they're all north so 
Any hoozy. Any hoozy, what'd you make? I made probably one of the healthiest dishes that is ever going to be on this podcast. <laughs> um, I made ratatouille. It is probably not the most traditional. Well, I know it's not the most traditional sense of ratatouille. Um, my dumbass, I, so I, okay, at least I found one re- recipe that was just posted on Facebook. Like, I don't know, last year, I just happened to find it. And I was like, that kind of looks good. And it was red onion, tomato, zucchini, yellow squash, and eggplant. Now, look, your girl can't handle that many vegetables without there being, like, one thing that's still kind of good for you. But whatever. So I put potatoes in mine. Okay. So not traditional. Yeah. I also don't want the red onion, so the red onion was not in there. Mm-hmm. I was, however, planning on putting everything else in there. I've made this dish a couple times before. Uh, when I was shopping at my uh, local grocer and picking up all my squashes and stuff like that, I were looking at these. I were looking. I was looking at these green things, and I'm like, those don't look great. Oh, because they're cucumbers. Okay. <laughs> go over to the grocery wall where all the veggies are being misted. Yeah. And I see the yellow squash and I see my eggplant. And I'm like, okay. And then underneath I see sign says zucchini. So I get all my stuff. I get home. My husband's starting to help me cook this stuff, which by the way, little side note, um, this man is not very graceful and can find any way to hurt himself and decides to start using a new mandolin that he has never used before with a wet friggin' potato oh. going as fast as possible, and oh. we lost a chunk of him <laughs> inside of the tub that catches the vegetables. Twas laying on a potato. What I want to know is why we had to go fast. I don't know. I don't know. That is the question. As fast as possible. As fast as we can go. Yeah. So, anyway. Speed shred potato. Yes. Um, so, anyway, that all got cleaned. Uh, Brie has not consumed any human flesh or blood at this time. Anyway, Nate's like, are you sure these are zucchini? I'm like, yeah. I almost got cucumbers on accident, but then I found where the zucchini were. So, yeah, yeah they're zucchini. And he's like, I don't think these are zucchini. And he cut, like, the tip off of one. And I sniffed it, and I was like, that's a cucumber. Lies. They were in the zucchini section, and I did not pay close enough attention. I was like, these zucchini look better than they normally look. Right. But it didn't. It was, like, all, like, fat and round. Oh, you didn't see the end. Yeah. I didn't pay pay attention to the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip is where you need to look, where it gets a little skinnier and there's a healthy looking stem there. Yeah. Did not pay attention to. So I have now three fucking cucumbers and I hate cucumbers. (laughs) Thankfully, Nate likes them. So cucumbers, or not cucumbers, zucchini are not in there. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, it's just some pasta sauce. Uh, it called for basil and thyme, like dried. Um, so I put that in there. I also put some dried rosemary in there because I love the little bit of sweetness that comes with it. Um, I put fresh minced garlic in. And then, like I said, it ended up being potatoes, Roma tomatoes, yellow squash, and eggplant. And you like layer those and put some, I put some more pasta sauce over top along with (laughs) more of my seasonings and a little bit of parmesan cheese 
So that just gets thrown in the oven at 375, uncovered for an hour. Everything is nice and cooked and good to go. The ingredient that I focused on was eggplant. Dick emoji. Dick emoji is what I focused on. <laughs> so, like everything, it helps fight cancer. <laughs> it protects and nourishes brain cells, promotes digestive health, manages type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure, helps improve skin quality, helps manage cholesterol levels, keeps our bones strong, and is good immune system support. It is also packed with a bunch of vitamins and minerals such as vitamin C, K, vitamin B6, thiamine, niacin, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, copper, fiber, folic acid, potassium, and more. So that's my little bit on eggplants. I actually just learned this week how to grow eggplant Mm -hmm. because I had been looking into it and funny enough, um, it came on one of the podcasts that I listened to. But if you can grow a tomato, you can grow an eggplant. Huh. They like hotter conditions. Like, so somewhere between 65 and 85 is where they're really happy. Um, and they come in different, you know, everything has different varieties, but they come in, like, different shapes. So you have, like, a dick emoji one, or you have, like, ones that look like a globe. Ooh. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. So there's several different varieties, and each of them have different, like, how deep colored they are. So there's ones like Black Beauty, which is, you know, very deep dark, and then there's, like, a light purple. What are you excited about? I'm excited because I need to figure out how to make a gourd. A gourd? Yeah. That way I can plant plants in it. But, yeah, I need to, I have recently... Oh, 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 wait. We need to back up slightly to cool things that happened. I also went to a greenhouse on Sunday, which... I bought a plant. Yes. Which happens a lot when people go to greenhouses. <laughs> Traditionally. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I bought two plants. Um, one is a snake plant, which um, is toxic to uh, dogs and cats, just so everybody is aware. But they are, are very easy to take care of. They require, like, low low light, indirect light type stuff. They don't like to be watered. Um yeah. You have discovered. I have discovered, yes, as I had not watered mine in months and it was starting to grow a new root. And then I'm like, oh no, it's dead. And I replanted it. It's okay. It hasn't died yet. Good. But anyway, <laughs> I got another snake plant. Oh. Um, he, he, I have named him Gregor. I don't know why. It was the first name that popped into my head. Uh-huh. Um, but the one that I'm most excited about is I got a pothos uh-huh. and her name is Amelia. And I am going to let her vine out everywhere on the ceiling of my sunroom. Um, And then my other snake plant's name is Phyllis. I don't know why, again. Gregor and Phyllis. Gregor, Phyllis, and Amelia. So, and I have my eye on... I'm going to, um... I'm going another place this weekend Uh to check out their plants. Because I'm hoping... To find a Monstera Deliciosa. Oh. Which get fucking huge. I was kind of surprised that you didn't, like, didn't go to the Home and Garden show last weekend. I heard there was a lot of, like, less plants. Oh. 
am more like, hey, do you need your gutter fixed? No, I do not. I would like the plants. I know. There's only, like, one building that has plants, and it's, like, the whole, the one side of the building isn't even completely full normally when I'm gone. Lame. This is the first year I actually haven't gone to the Home and Garden show in probably the last, at least the last three years. Excuse me. Part of that is garden, and I would like I there know. to be a little bit more garden in my Home and Garden show. Yeah. A little more garden, a little less home. Yeah. What if I live in a hovel? I still want a garden. Yes. Anyway. I neglect my home and its dust bunnies to be outside. And I would like you to not remind me about my gutters. Thank you. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, sorry. I got a new plant. I'm excited about it. And hopefully I kill everything. So hopefully something that I literally am not supposed to fucking touch for literal weeks will survive my crazy fucking watering schedule. That's okay. You got me. Yes, I have you. And I have a pothos and a snake plant, too, so... Ooh, I didn't realize you had a pothos. Yeah, I do. Okay, that's, anyway. That's the one that's in the kitchen? Or no, not kitchen. Um, In the dining room on the shelving. I do not pay attention. Okay. Well, I have one, but it's beep. It's baby. It's a baby. Mine is, um, I mean, still small. Yours is approximately five times bigger than mine. Holy fudge. Yeah. I have a little beep. I mean, yeah. Mom gives me starts, and then I just kind of... Yeah. Do do what thou will. Yep. Gotcha. Um, side note, I hate spider plants. They freak me the fuck out. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, sorry to derail. Okay. So, yes. Um, eggplants like 65 to 85. Yes. Weather, and they are similar growing-wise to tomatoes. Yeah, very similar things to tomatoes. So, yeah. They come from the same family as tomatoes and peppers anyway, so it makes sense. But, yeah, something I learned this week. That's cool. Also, they don't like a whole lot of fertilizer like tomatoes do. Okay. It can actually have the opposite effect. Gotcha. We don't eat eggplant enough. I mean, Nate Nate likes eggplant, but, I don't know, we don't eat it. We don't eat it enough yeah. to grow them. Um, But that's still interesting. Amusing that he chose cucumbers, then, to plant. Or to set in your windows. He loves cucumbers. Okay. He loves cucumbers. He's like, it's it's like gr- drinking a tall glass of water. Because they're so, uh, like, they're cool and yeah, juicy. I, I just I just got this mental image of halt. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, oh, I don't whole... take any responsibility for what he does with said cucumber when I am not at the residence. One whole glass of water down. Okay. So... I made the food, and you have the story, so what do you have this week? I have, because we live in Spookville, I have another Ohio story. Ah. Right. So this is a story of Mudhouse Mansion. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. Okay. So Mudhouse Mansion is located in Fairfield County, Ohio, east of Lancaster. I believe it's Lancaster. According to who? The people that live there. Okay. What? I see. I never mind. I'm not sure. Go it, ahead. It's like in our town how there's like three different roads that you pronounce one way if you live or here. Or literally our town name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't stand it when people that aren't that don't know pronounce it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. If you live here, you pronounce it one way. If you're not from here, you pronounce it a different. And then you want to argue about it because it's spelled this way. That's not how it's pronounced. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Anyway. Mud Mansion. It's argued about, like, when it's built 
It's a second empire style, which means... I am scared. What had just happened? I don't know. It sounded like a dead squirrel carcass was thrown on the stairs. I have no idea. Okay. Never mind. It's just the ghosts in my home. <laughs> so it's uh, Napoleon the Third style, so like fancy iron and glass kind of house. So it was most likely built in the 1870s. Uh, the land was, we're not sure, like, who owned it originally. Gotcha. But the land was purchased between 1839 and 1852. Again, we're not completely sure. By Christian and Eleanor Rao. Eleanor. Yeah, I believe that it was pronounced, um, I'm not not completely sure. It's R-U-G-H. Rao? Rao? R-U-G. Rue? Rue. Yeah, something like that. Rug. (laughs) Rock. <laughs> uh, and then in 1919, it was sold to Henry and Martha Hartman. Henry died in 1930, so his daughter Lulu inherited, and she married Orrin Mast, and her descendants still own it today. The building is often described as either the Hartman Place or the Rao Mast House. It was featured in Heritage of Architecture and Arts, Fairfield County, Ohio, by Ruth W. Drinkle. I'm not sure what year that was, but anyway. So there's a couple different legends about this place. This is supposed to be one of the most actively haunted places. So one of the legends, uh, local legends, was that a government official lived there after the Civil War. Which there's no evidence of this because the because Christian Rao. It's the same time, but as far as I can tell, he wasn't, like, an officer in the military. He wasn't a government official, as far as my searching goes. So I'm not sure what that's about. But a government official lived there after the Civil War and kept slaves, even though Ohio was not a slave state and it was technically illegal to have them here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And one of the slaves... Uh, dug his way out of uh, well basically the legend goes that he was like the worst of the worst treated worse than animals kind of guy and made them sleep in the outhouse instead of the main house so the guy one of the guys dug his way out and killed the whole family and booked it to freedom So that's one of the legends. It's extremely unlikely because, A, I can't find anything to show that there was ever a government official living at this household. And slaves were illegal in Ohio at this time. So more than likely, that's a complete and utter myth. Sorry, guys, but, you know, it is what it is. Yetis. Yetis. So the other myth was that it was bought in 1892. A family of five, so mom, dad, three kids, moved in, and the neighbors never saw them after they moved all their stuff in. So one of the neighbors, it took them 10 days to be like, okay, nobody's come out yet. And the neighbor went to the house and, like, saw the mom, like, standing somewhere in the house. It was like, all right, they're okay. And then kept coming back every day. The lady was still in the same spot. And then, like, ten days later, they called the police 
and the whole family had been hung in the middle of the night, so they were all in their bedclothes hung. This is actually where the Mary, like Bloody Mary, comes from. Oh, yeah. This is one of one of the possible origins of the Bloody Mary story, saying that the mother murdered everyone and then off herself as well. So that is the most likely where this spook might come from. Mm-hmm. So many people report hearing footsteps. So, like the upper uh, upper parts of the house, they can hear footsteps. Uh, shrieks, whisperings, screams. Many people have described a, quote, deeply deeply unsettling noises around the house. So not even just the house, the land surrounding. No one has actually lived there since the 1930s. Uh, The owner is actually afraid to let others on the property and took to hiring, like, formal guards, like, actually had a staff to keep people out of there. By 2015, every window had been broken. There had been a fire on the first floor that had damaged the structural integrity of the house. Um, So Ms. Mass, or Mast, um, was very concerned about the safety of the property and the safety of people going in there. Uh, She didn't want anybody to be hurt, so she actually had the house demolished in 2015. People will tell you that are local to the area, um, they're very serious about trespassers and many people have had the cops called on them. Like I said, she hired formal um, security. Um, There's a couple people that said that she she or her husband uh, shot at them, which, you know, that's a hearsay thing, but if you're hiring formal you know, like mm-hmm. guards, security there, I would kind of expect to get the message, mm-hmm. stay the fuck out. But she had it demolished so that way uh, nobody would get hurt. But people still say that, you know, it's there's a haunting presence yeah. in the area. Yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of pictures of it online before it was demolished. Yes, it is very spooky looking because it's like in a you know, Ohio, surrounded by cornfields. So it's this massive house in the middle of a bunch of cornfields. I don't like that. And it was like big red brick house, and then it had another brick house next to it. So that might explain, you know, like almost like a guest house or something. But yeah, it looks very, like all the windows were broken in at that point. And I couldn't see evidence of fire damage, but I think it was from the inside. Mm -hmm. Which, if it was that bad, I wonder how they got it, like, you know, taken off. Mm -hmm. Like, if they, how did they get there that quick to get rid of the fire? But it is very spooky looking. And in some pictures, you can almost see, like, something in the windows. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like, oh, not today. (laughs) Oh, not today. Oh, not today. I will have none of it. Thank you. Yes. I am not interested in it. That's funny. But it makes me wonder if it's... Because a couple of them look like a large, like, orb. And some of... Like, I don't know if that's just light streaming through the window. Mm -hmm. Or... Because it definitely looks like a ball shape. So I'm like, oh, a ball shape. Hello, orb. Hello. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I didn't look in the windows too hard. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't want to see anything. Thanks. <laughs> well, okay. That's, I guess, I don't know. I'm surprised I haven't heard of it. But yeah. also, if it was demolished six years ago, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Maybe there's less of a chance I would have heard of it. Yeah. But anyway, well, that's interesting. Especially if that's where Bloody Mary came from. Yeah, I I know that I've heard other people say, like, oh, this is the origin. Yeah, a lot of people claim it, I think. Yeah, so it's one of the possible origins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you would want to investigate there, again, it's demolished. But if you would get a hold of the owner, which, I mean, you can look at any article. I'm not going to say her name yeah. on here, but if you specifically want to go look, if you're that motivated, do a Google search. It's not that hard you'll find exactly who owns the property. But make sure that you contact her directly. Mm -hmm. Because, again, there's a possibility of you getting shot. And I don't think that's a good idea. Um, Trespassing on private property is never a good idea. No. Just reference this episode, the Utah Nope Nunnery episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, possibly... More no, those are like the worst outcomes so far. I think of any of the episodes we've done, but just it's a no-no. Just have some respect for people's property, even if there's nobody living there. Right. Even if it's not a structure, just you know, be good humans. So, well, cool. Thanks for the story. Yeah. Van Ness, I like it. <laughs> so, did, did you watch any? Oh, oh, oh! I forgot we were doing this. Monstrous Media. This section will contain spoilers, so proceed with caution. So I was peeping this new movie on Netflix called Things heard things seen or things not heard things not seen something like that anyway it has um oh a couple bigger stars in it i can't remember two of them but one of them is amanda seyfried um i was peeping that i haven't watched it yet um i decided not to do it because it's still so new Mm. and i didn't want to possibly spoil anything so um i wanted to bring up this movie that was made in 2015 um it's called crimson peak Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of it i've heard of this i have possibly a very mild form of dyslexia and also you know i don't know I, i think i have i got this film confused with something else that i had seen previously And so when I saw it come across Netflix, I didn't really give it too much of a try, but it's been on there for a little bit now. I was like, oh, I've already seen it. Well, I actually took more time and watched the preview, realized I had not seen it, and I watched that. Um, It's been a couple weeks since I watched it, but I have a fairly good memory. So it stars, mm, sorry, (laughs) it stars Tom Hiddleston. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Chastain, and I am going to, I feel like I'm going to fuck up her last name. Okay. Mia Wasikowska? Was... 
the new Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, right, 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 right. The yeah, blonde yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it stars those three. It is a film by Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. So if, you know, you know some of his movies, you kind of know what to expect. He likes the spook. He did, um, like, The Wolfman starring Benicio del Toro. He did... Um, oh shit, what was the other movie? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was what released, what, last year or the year before. Um, he did that, so he's he's well known for his uh, spooky stuff. He directed that, I believe. I... It definitely wasn't a... Wasn't something I would normally gravitate towards, like, after finishing it. Yeah. But it was also, like, a period piece. Okay. And so, you know, you get the beautiful... It was almost, like, kind of, like, Victorian. Yeah. So you get the beautiful big dresses, you get the fancy tuxes, you get the balls and the galas and, you know, all this stuff. It's um, about a girl, Mia, who is the daughter of a wealthy business owner who meets a baron, a.k.a. Tom Hiddleston, who is applying for a loan through, I guess, I guess her father, it's like a bank, basically, her father's bank to um, fund a machine that he is trying to build back at his home in England. I can't remember exactly. I think this is in, like, New York City is where this first occurs. And then again spoiler alerts but it came out in 2015 so i'm just crimson peak (laughs) it's kind of gotten a resurgence like it just came back on my radar and i saw tom hiddleston was all in yeah so i will put a spoiler alert before this part yeah uh so yeah that was just kind of like you know general idea type stuff uh spoilers start now so from Mia and Tom Hiddleston, I can't remember what their characters' names were naturally. Yeah. Um, Unimportant. Yeah. <laughs> end up getting married. And even now, I'm not giving away all the details. Um, they end up getting married, and she moves back to England with him. Um, and uh, weird things start happening uh, that she can't explain naturally. Um, Jessica Chastain plays Tom Hiddleston's sister and so she also lives with them in this big dilapidated mansion that's just falling apart there's a literal hole in the ceiling Uh, yeah oh (laughs) Um, uh, Mia experienced the ghost of her mother when she was younger and is now seeing her again along with something else that she can't explain she doesn't know what's coming from so she of course does you know a little bit of digging yeah at the same time a childhood friend of hers played by charlie hunnam aka jacks what is this i know rest i know i was like and i've never heard of this before yeah i've never heard of this till this year yes excuse me what oh also her dad is played by jim beaver i mean get the fuck what is this? Do you know cast? who that is? Bobby from Supernatural. Oh, that doesn't help. Oh wait, yeah, it does. Like their 
dad yeah, figure yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, her dad is it's him. I'm like, Jeez. I've never heard of this movie before. Anyway, I know. So while she is doing her own digging at like the mansion, um, her childhood friend Charlie Hunnam, who also is absolutely in love with her, of course. naturally is doing his own digging after a very impromptu marriage and move to England uh-huh. um, and comes to his own conclusion that something funky is going on. So he decides to travel to England since he cannot reach Mia through letters. So he travels to England and at this, si- this same time, of course, is where kind of our our stories converge a little bit and you know big dramatics lies little love little lust lots of lies little lust a little love lots of lies some moita oh some um falsifications oh yeah so everything obviously comes to a head and I am 50% very upset with this movie and 50% quite pleased with it. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess if we were going to start like a spook scale type thing, yeah, I don't know how accurate it would be considering everybody has different levels. Now, I am a pretty hardcore spook person. You know what? Rotten Tomatoes is supposed to be the source of things, and they always get it wrong. I so know. it's subjective. Yeah. Art is subjective. Now, like, if you're pretty hardcore like me, okay, I'll give you an example. The only movies that make me flinch, which I don't... I've watched them, only to kind of see what the fuss was about, The Human Centipede. Ugh. Okay, and that's a different kind of horror than what I'm drawn to anyway. It's just yeah. that such a big fuss was made about them that I had to watch them. This, I mean, this isn't that kind of, like, you know, this has ghosties and blah, blah, blah. It's not, like, a real person type thing. Yeah. It's not a human issue. Um, but on, those are the only movies that ever make me flinch. And that's not really because it was scary, but morbid as fuck. Yeah. If you've watched them, you fucking know the second one is way worse than the first one is. That's the only scary movie that's ever given me a nightmare, actually, Ugh. is the second Human Centipede. But anyway, for, like, ghosty, paranormal-type scary movies, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the scariest that I've ever witnessed, I would probably give Crimson Peak a 5, to be honest. How about on the bunny scale? Bunny scale, you could totally handle it. I could totally... Bunny scale is me. Yeah, you're bunny... Well, so maybe not even a 5, then. Okay. I mean... You could handle it for sure. I, well, I'm going to because it has uh, a beautiful uh, cast a, in it. A gorgeous cast and two beautiful men who I very much enjoy. I mean, Tom Hiddleston is in a suit is always oh. a magnificent treat. Just kisses. Yes. So. Mm, <sighs> okay. Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's not very scary. It is interesting. It is it's beautiful. Um, as far as like cinematography type things go, you know, it is like I said, kind of a Victorian era type. Maybe not even Victorian era. Okay. Just like an older Edwardian. What's Edwardian? Before Victorian. No. Oh. There may be cars in it. I'm not entirely sure. Oh no! Yeah, that was. I'm not sure. It's old as fuck. Okay. 
not old as fuck, maybe like early, early 1900s at the, at the earliest. You know what's hilarious? I actually have that um, on my Netflix, mm-hmm. on my list. So yeah, you can find it on Netflix. Yes, it is. Dubs. It is on Netflix. I don't know how much longer it's on Netflix. I but... had it saved on there because I'm like, oh, the period. Yes. And my man yeah. going to put that on there. Yes. Would have been completely thrown when finding out it was a spooky thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's supposed to be a spooky thing. Um, it doesn't look like it, according to... It does not. All you see on the, on the, like, the thumbnail is yeah. a close-up of Tom Hiddleston and Mia Wasikowska, Wasikowska, Wasikowski, Mike Wazowski, um, <laughs> <laughs> dancing. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski, um, dancing. That's all you see, but it is meant to be kind of spooky. If you know or have watched a lot of, like, Guillermo del Toro's movies before, you you know they're not necessarily, like, nail-biting terror in your face type things. They're more I subtle. Think. Yeah, they're more subtle. Okay. Um, but people who are a fan of period pieces with a slight spook, um, beautiful, rich colors throughout the whole movie, and a little bit of mystery, mm-hmm. definitely a good movie. Just not super scary. Sweet. So bunny approved. Bunny approved, yes. So that is my little thing. Review. Sweet. I have plenty more that I don't need to even watch. Like I, I watch do you realize how often I watch the movies The Conjuring? Oh. I just watched the second one again last night. I have seen these movies multiple times and I cannot get enough of them. I love them. Well that's why I figured that this would be a good segment, you know? Yeah. I yes. We could we could totally turn this into like a movie critic podcast and I could just carry the weight of the whole thing. <laughs> because that's all I do in my free time at I, nights is watch movies. I could just say here, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nope, not good. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely have enough of the spooky movies to keep keep this part of the podcast going. <laughs> um I will review that Amanda Seyfried movie that's on Netflix right now. You can watch it. Uh, maybe here in a few weeks, uh-huh. um, give people a chance to watch it. Yeah. So, anyway, yep, that's my movie review. Sweet. Anything else to add to the end here? No. All right, well, um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Baking with Booze. You can send it in your listener stories or your recipes to baking underscore with underscore booze at yahoo.com. Um, if you send in a listener story, please title it listener story. That way it's easier to go through. And other than that, we hope you have a fantastic week ahead. You enjoyed this episode and we will catch you next week. Bye. See ya.